What up? This is Zach, and with me as always is Pac. What up, Pac? Hello. This week, we're going to go over some more trade steps and stuff. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. How was your week, Pac? It was pretty good. So, um, sold the one that I was like holding on to that I doubled down on that first IPO because mm-hmm. I was waiting for the earnings. Earnings came Friday, and it jumped up. So I made from last week to this week, I made sixteen point two seven percent, and it did go up a little bit later on that day and um, Monday, which would have been like another five percent or something like that. But I was I was more happy to just because I doubled down on it. Technically, I uh, had made the same or in the same range that I had previously. So like that 30, 32% kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So even though it was only 15 due to account stuff, it it was all kind of weird. Also sold um, my dividend capture one that I was holding on to for three months because it entered into the slightly profitable range, which was good. That's dope. Um, I like that stretch. <laughs> yeah, and then that one had so I sold it at like the high where it was like at eleven forty five, and then it's now at eleven twenty seven. So it like dipped down. Mm-hmm. So I like just made it out with like just a little bit of profit. I think it was like maybe sixty cents or something. Yeah, like it wasn't. But as long as you captured the dividends too, you're good. Yeah. So, well, that's that's including the dividends. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So it's like I sold it technically for a loss, but I'm like still kind of ahead kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So, cuz it it was it wasn't going to get quite as high. Um so yeah, but overall, I'm pretty positive again. I think I'm positive like uh it like 15% or something. Dope. On my account now overall which is good so i'm gonna pull some of that money out now but all right because there's there's now a lot more in there so i need to i need to pull stuff out now okay how's your week it was good i uh i did the same strategy i've been doing um and i sold for 1.64 percent Nice. Start of the week. So that was really nice. Um, yeah, it was actually really simple. Just the normal trade, you know. Set it on the weekend and then finish it on Monday. That was cool. So, yeah. Just a same. Same as always. Same. I do the same thing, yeah. Well, you hit that 1.5. Yeah, I got... It was funny because I think the week prior I hit a little less and I was like, I'm going to get a little more this week. It'll be fine. <laughs> so I did. Uh, and I'm pretty happy about it. So nice. kicking some butt. Doing uh, doing my trades. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to, I think for, well, yeah, for this coming week, I'm actually going to take the week off and focus on some other stuff and like think about strategies that i want to do for the future Mm -hmm. as well so that'll be fun um but that's kind of yeah what i'm doing there i don't know i'm weird cool 
Should we talk about our trade steps now? Yeah. Okay. Um. So this is the 14th step. It is refuse to j damage your capital. This means sticking to your stops and sometimes staying out of the market. So don't go in that market, dog. <laughs> if you... <laughs> weird that i just said i'm not gonna trade this week but um it's more so for me to get my just other stuff together kind of think about things uh rather than me being worried about my strategy if i feel like i could have done it but yeah um yeah yeah I, I i kind of feel that same way where it's like if because you know right now it's like i'm trying to wrap up the end of my school yeah and so I'm kind of like, I'm just going to put a little more attention towards that. Not mm -hmm. trade, right? But, um, down and then becomes a winner kind of thing. Right? Like, you're, you're going to lose a lot more from not having a stop loss than you are from having a stop loss. 100%. 100%. Well, it's just like any, how do I say this? A stop loss is like a pretty essential thing in most strategies, I feel like right now. Yeah. Um, but it's just stick to the plan dog why am i using dog today that's where i'm at i'm weird um <laughs> but yeah just it's all about sticking to your plan and making sure you have that uh what's the word yeah i want to say back up well because like all right so i had a stop all right so with this trade that i like had finally finished out right what would have been more appropriate is i had a trailing stop loss that would have been closer to um the levels of where do a change in trend like going bearish mm -hmm. right and if i still feel like that was going to recover it's i let it hit the stop loss i let it exit and then i wait for it to bottom out buy back in kind of thing instead where it's like i had a very low stop loss that was like to my break even point so i didn't actually make it out with a whole lot of profit mm -hmm. to then reinvest kind of thing so then when it came to like dumbly down i had to like pull out other money in order to do that instead of just what is it uh, uh riding it out uh <laughs> no instead of reinvesting oh, okay. funds from a previous trade kind of thing sorry mm -hmm. so that would have been a lot smarter for me to do kind of thing so that's something i'm looking forward to. it's like if i still feel like it's a winner because i still did enough to um reinvest and double down and stuff like that on it but there there's definitely some things that i could do smarter around that and part of that is implementing a stop loss that follows higher yes sir so i'm still i'm still stuck on like limits for whatever reason and I really need to get out of it, but, well, according to all the books and everything I we've talked about. Well, but. it's like you, like I said, like you can't get away without of it, and sometimes it can cause you loss, but the inevitability is one day not having a stop loss mm -hmm. will cause you to lose a lot. Yeah. Well, and that's what, ha like, I always talk about my big loss or whatever, and that's what happened. I didn't, you know, I had a limit set not a stop loss or sell limit whatever yeah you get what i mean and not a stop loss and that's what that's what destroyed me so that's good yeah 
Yeah. I should have learned from that. Probably. I'm just... I mean, you're doing pretty good so far. Uh, I'm trying. I feel like... I feel like I'm a very consistent trader, but a terrible money manager. Does that make sense? Yeah. As far as my personal expenses. Anyway. <laughs> Should we move on to the next one? Yeah. Okay. Stay relaxed. Place a trade and set a stop. If you get stopped out, that means that you're doing your job. You are actively protecting your capital. Professional traders actively take small losses. Amateurs restore, resort to hope and sometimes prayer <laughs> to save their trade. In life, hope is a powerful and positive thing. In trading, res resorting to hope is like placing acid on your skin well, the longer you leave it there, the worse the situation will get. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, risk management again. It's that same th idea. Um, I love how... I One thing that we always talk about is, like, kind of... You said, like, being stoic, trying to uh, stay in the right mindset while trading, right? Yeah. And so, when we look at these um whatever trade steps and it talks about oh yeah don't think it don't have hope don't be like that because that's you know we always talk about the are you a trader or are you a gambler mm -hmm. you know um it's that same idea it's just uh much more amusing because there's acid on skin <laughs> well all right i like what they like there. it's like sometimes resorting to prayer right yeah it's kind of like to me that's like the one of the like epitome lows right is when mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like you're turning to your religion to to give you money kind of thing like in a weird way like, yeah my deity or god you know whatever will mm -hmm. will will grant this to me because i really want it it's just like uh. yeah work. <laughs> well i've made it like a practice in my trading that if i ever get to that point where i'm like oh okay i don't know what's going on or like what's the word if i feel like i have to start praying mm -hmm. basically i'm just exiting the trade you know yeah because at that point it's like i'm just gonna wait for the next trade rather than okay i'm uh, like there's so much self-sabotage that can happen from like holding past a certain time when you're like no yeah. no please come back <laughs> no like if it's part of your plan that's one thing but if it's not and you don't know what you're doing and you're praying and you're freaking out uh yeah just sell it do the next trade yeah, and make up not, for it you know? like religion is bad but essentially what they're saying is like you're asking for a miracle mm -hmm. and th there's a reason why miracles are miracles and that it's because they're far and few between <laughs> yeah and so it's like don't i don't know just don't let yourself get to that point where it's like oh okay i'm freaking out because at that like let's be honest if you're a consistent trader you're gonna make that trade up again yeah regardless um i feel like it's that same idea like how do i say this right a lot of people have this idea of like oh if i had more money i'd be doing better at trading and the fact is is you can 
have a little bit of money or a lot of money. Being a consistent trader and growing your account, um, regardless of how much money you have, it's something that can continuously happen. As long as you focus on it, do it right, and continually let it grow. Whereas, um, I don't know. How do I say this? You want to have, just be realistic. That's where I'm trying to go with this, you know? Yeah. There's like that whole, oh no, I need this mentality. And then the, no, like this works. This is how it happens mentality. Um, so yeah. Interesting. Uh, let's go to 16. Do you want to add anything to that last one? No, we're good. We can move? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, never let a day trade turn into an overnight trade. An overnight trade should be planned as an overnight trade before the trade is even entered. I like that. Because basically that's that same that's that idea of your timing, right? What is the time you're trading? Yeah. What is your setup and how long is that supposed to last? If it's going beyond what it needs to go to, and in this case, it's not like the market's turning the direct opposite direction or not doing what you thought it would do. In this case, it's just going longer than it needs to. Yeah. You know, uh, same idea. Just my practice is just to cut it if it goes past that time and wait for the next trade rather than uh, wondering what's going on. Like, I don't <laughs> letting it keep playing out. Because at that point, like, I think essentially you've done the research and if it didn't work past that time, then you're scrambling to figure out what's going on rather than selling, learning from your mistake, learning from what the market is teaching you and doing the next trade. I always say, I think I said last week and the week before, actually, um, the best way to learn is to actually be in the market and let kind of let... Um, how do I say this right? Let the market show you the chinks in your strategy or your strategies armor. You get what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Like find it. the holes in your strategy based on what's actually happening, what you're seeing. And then that way you can prepare for those in the future. I love to um, talk about how I think like trading is an art and it's because you're constantly learning how to kind of counter the strategy that's going to... Uh, get to you if that makes sense and yeah. so it's like biggest tip i would say always be in the market learning let it come let yourself grow from uh the negative things happening why did this go too long why didn't it didn't these things change uh and a good example i always talk about how i've i decided to focus on dividend stocks you know the x dates basically yeah. and so most of the time on X dates, there's a giant drop. Um, every once in a while, there's not. And I'm like, why is that happening? What's going on here? And normally it's uh, it's because like the company had a great quarterly, the um, X date before, and then it's like grown up and it just doesn't have to get expunged, which is weird, but that's like something that I can constantly look out for now mm -hmm. if I want to, you know? Uh, it's not normally tip on my shred because I, I look down, so. That's funny word. Working with Steph earlier this week, and I was like, I, 
I feel like I learn better from failure mm-hmm. than success kind of thing or like because it's, it's a very like abnormal sense of thinking right where because there's like with my class like I do so so like I'm not a great student mm-hmm. grade wise like I'm okay smart I don't like people calling me smart because I feel like there's like a stigma that goes along with it where it's like oh because you're smart therefore you have to get good, get good grades because you're smart and I'm like yeah. that's not that's not a thing people um there's different types of smart for sure yeah it's not like there is like grade smart but then there's well and so they're like well why don't you like one of the things is like why don't you ask for a lot of help in school i'm like well because i learned better through actually failing rather than somebody red inking and being like this is everything you're doing wrong Mm -hmm. now fix it kind of thing like for whatever reason doesn't register in my brain like all right like i'm weird right and i feel like the same thing kind of applies to a trade right like you could be going into a trade and a guy can point out this this and this right and you need to fix this but you don't have that same understanding of why or that same sort of investment into it mm-hmm. until you lose money until you fail right and then you're like oh 100%. so i failed because of these reasons right then you start to look into it and then you really start to like grasp and understand it so i feel like i become better out of failure because that's what brings me the or like that's what causes me the investment to change yeah is failure as opposed to just advice right like advice doesn't cause the same sort of investment or change in what i'm going to do because it's like oh okay and if like if it works or if i fail right if i fail anyway then i'm just going to assume then the advice that he gave me was wrong Mm -hmm. well and i like to look at it in the way like you let the experience shape you um you actually have to have that right yeah um i feel like a lot a lot of people especially in trading we can go around we can talk about all the things that we could do wrong or right or whatever but if you're not actually executing figuring out what that is it's void yeah and it's just it's that same idea it's like okay yeah i found the perfect strategy okay go do it i'm too afraid (laughs) you're not gonna learn anything that way you know yeah you you actually have to be doing it let that experience shape you grow from it um and i think it's just honestly it's different for everyone right we talk about how everybody has like their own thing that they want to learn or um, their own niche whatever um and you can never know what that is for another person that's why talking about um trading in general is such a interesting thing to talk about with people because it's like everybody's an individual everybody has a different way of doing things so we talk about all these basic things so that we can hopefully impart some wisdom on like how to actually get there but in a lot of cases Mm-hmm. from me like looking at those th- like different things like you can learn so much but in practice it's the experience that shapes you mm-hmm. right do we yeah we agree there yeah I, <laughs> yeah i agree there and it's not like where it's like i'm actively choosing to ignore advice right yeah but it's like depending upon in what context where it's given and stuff like that if to me if it's not given in a math related scenario <laughs> you might as well be talking to a goldfish like because then immediately what i think is oh this is just your opinion on how it works right where Mm -hmm. it's like if it's math related it's like no because if i don't do this then i'm going to fail right because it's math anyways (laughs) 
and trading is one of those where it's like that mix between math opinion speculation patterns mm-hmm. and stuff like that right so yeah overall i agree where it's like that experience is what's best right i mean when it comes to giving advice i feel like it's better to give people the tools to learn for themselves and let them fail a hundred percent um and a lot of the time i think the reason why this works out is because you don't know you're never going to figure out what you're doing wrong until you've done it wrong yeah you know in any experience it doesn't matter like people can tell you things but a lot of things don't click for me until oh i get it i messed up i'm sorry (laughs) you know in a in a perfect world we'd all never make mistakes and we just know but this is an imperfect world as we know from trading the markets yeah you know that's why we're able to trade the market (laughs) it's the realism okay um (laughs) should we move on yeah okay um what one did i just do never let a day trade turn into an overnight trade that's what we just did yes okay so number 17 keep winners as long as they're moving your way let the market take you out and your target or with a wait take you out with your target or with a trailing stop don't use impulse exits every exit is taken from a for a specific reason based on predetermines and or pre what am i trying i can't read right now based on pair of met why can't i speak (laughs) here here what is it what is it which one is this it's oh okay keep winners as long as they're moving your way let the market take you out at your target or with a trailing stop don't use impulse exits every exit is taken for a specific reason based on parameters that parameters that have been clearly (laughs) defined it's all right you're only dyslexic i it was that was hard i don't know why (laughs) i've read parameters before in my life but today didn't work um freaking language it's interesting because that's essentially what we were just saying yeah no that's exactly what i was saying where it's like (laughs) you know i i keep that trail if i were to keep the trailing stop more closer and keeping it at the levels that would indicate a trend reversal right like that's what they're talking about Mm -hmm. is like either let the market take you out or you take yourself out because you've reached a target right whether that be where it's like you think you've reached that pinnacle or that Mm -hmm. high and you're like or i'm just exiting on this day no matter what the price is kind of thing it's not like uh i need to exit right now i'm out kind of thing right like like mine yes it did go up monday Mm -hmm. but my goal was to exit on earnings day right so Mm -hmm. i did that so i don't really have any qualms and it's kind of like oh okay it went up whatever right missed out on an extra five percent i feel like it's always on earnings whenever that comes it's always like yeah it could be it could be great and i couldn't make that extra you know five percent in this case yeah but also it's very scary the opposite direction for me like looking at it you just never yeah. know man yeah and so i think the safe like you did take the safer way out you know i'm gonna exit before the earnings do yeah the right thing. right and so and i just barely pulled out some of the money for that as well so it's kind of like i i decided that i need to scale down my account a lot so that way i can just focus more on it before i yeah, start scaling the... it back up because now it's kind of like 
it's kind of this weird accordion effect <laughs> right now where I'm just kind of like, oh, like, so I just kind of need to scale it down. And I feel like by scaling down the amount of money that I have, because all of a sudden it just like grew and grew and grew mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like even with those like 1% or whatever, yeah. it's like I was putting more money into here to do this trade and then do this trade and stuff like that. Well, it's one thing to like be consistent. It's another thing to be okay with how much money you're trading. If that yeah. makes sense, because that that's one of those things that can psych you out as well other than just time and watching the market right it's that extra so money. like full disclosure i had started first trade when i was let's see last year up until march it was like 60 dollar trading account mm-hmm. and then when i had done ford i think i'd brought it up to like 160 or something like that it scaled it in made a little bit of profit and it kept it about to like the 200 range yeah up until recently where when it was just barely uh, what is that it was fifteen hundred dollars so it was kind of like <laughs> okay like let's <laughs> you know so i went from like a two hundred dollar to like putting more and more and more so i made 15 percent off of or yeah so plus 15 percent of what it was was like fifteen hundred dollars so it was like oh, it's a little over 200 bucks mm-hmm. that i've technically made which is nice right because but that's not I didn't double my account, right? Yeah. Essentially I just put more and more money in to do these trades that were also making that one percent and other things and then the loss that happened and then doubling down, making it up. So because before it was like anyways. Yeah. So it was kind of like I feel like that was a rapid amount of time to scale that much because technically that's a five hundred percent plus increase of account size yeah and i felt like i was kind of outpacing myself a little bit mm-hmm. so now it's time to scale that back in yeah well scale it's just down <laughs> exactly it's just watching yourself keeping yourself humble in the market not letting yourself get into a. how do i say it? you you sometimes get like kind of enchanted by the market when with the momentum you have if that makes sense yeah is that the, I, i'm using yeah. weird words right now no, but yeah you get a you get pumped about it you know and that's a good that you in this situation it's good for you like kind of be like, okay i'm scaling back making sure i don't do that yeah because then <laughs> you know? it's like oh if i lose five percent all of a sudden i'm losing a lot mm-hmm. while i'm still kind of like all right i'm not 100 percent confident and we had talked about it before where you said you feel more comfortable on the $1,300 range. Yeah. You know, for like trades, trading, whatever, right? Where now I'm kind of like, yeah, let's bring that back to maybe around 500 <laughs> Like, you know, I'll just kind of wait till... And, well, part of it is like waiting till end of the year. And then I'm I like, I'm probably just going to stick for just that year with just no additions. Just one thing where it's like, like, I think I've said it before, where it's just... One stock in Berkshire Hathaway, one stock in the Dow, one stock in the SP 500, right? Mm-hmm. And those are all about the same. Those are all about anywhere from 200 to $250 yeah. each, right? So that's kind of like 750 bucks, maybe 800 kind of thing. And then I'll probably just round that out to like $1,000. Mm-hmm. And that will be it for the year. That's it. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. One thing I like to do is... Um, like because it's more trade size than account size to me like Mm -hmm. right now it like 
it's account size for me because I have a smaller account, right? Yeah. But, um, like you said, I like to be between that like thirteen hundred and six hundred dollars. Yeah. That's where I like to trade the most. Um, and I feel like once I'm above that, basically I just want to take a lot of basically six hundred dollar trades. Um, and hopefully I can scale in that way, and then that's when life can be. How do I say this right? more like my life's pretty centered around trading but like just more yeah does that make sense i get to use more of that time and more of those setups and pay attention to more things yeah and i feel like this is what goes around kind of connecting back to those parameters Mm -hmm. right where it's like being sure in your parameters (laughs) not letting those like kind of you know and that's where it's kind of like yeah bring that bring those parameters back in let's yeah perimeter perimeter because i can speak (laughs) <laughs> read correctly no but like bring yeah know what your parameters are and there's a lot more than just having you know uh an idea for a strategy if yeah. that makes sense i feel like the very basic thing is oh this is what i look for this is how i execute uh the the extra things are the timing how how big of a what's your size yeah you know <laughs> of uh how much money are you willing to use um, and then on top of that, what we were just talking about, like your full account size, what's yeah. going to make it so you don't get psyched out so that you can actually trade and do well. So, yeah. Let's do another one. All right. What did we just do? Parameters. Yes. Parameters. Okay. <laughs> Parameters. Um, number 18, don't overweight your trades. The more you overweight a trade, the more hope comes into play. When you trade, when your trade goes against you, remember hope in trading is the like asked on the skip. Wait, I just read that one, didn't I? Let me see. Um, yeah, I just talked about acid being on my skin. Oh, okay, it's just reminding us. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this one's don't overweight, basically. And then the hopes that remember hopes like acid on the skin. And yeah, we literally just, I feel like we're going, we're jumping ahead without meaning to, you know? That's fine. I'm just going to go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no logical reason to hesitate in taking a stop, re entry, or only commissions. Re entry is only a cup. Commission away. Why am I having issues? <laughs> but yeah, I like that. It's just like, don't hesitate to do something if you want to do it. If you can see the strategy, if it's a part of what your setup is, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I feel like that's another weird thing that can kind of come into play. We kind of talked about, I think it was last week, maybe the week prior, um, being worried about having to take a trade right like oh i need to do a trade this week or i need to do a trade on this day yeah um and that can really psych you out but then the other part is like i feel like we can psych yourself out by being like am i too eager to take a trade right now <laughs> and that's what they're kind of worried about right no that that happens that i found that happening a lot in like forex because it is like <laughs> hopping in should be able to trade anytime anywhere you know and so mm-hmm. you're like i'm gonna do this one because I can't, you know, it's like, yeah. the, it's kind of that over, overconfidence where you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to get in, I'm going to get at it, you know, let's do it. 
and then you're like or not <laughs> yeah it's like am i being too eager right now am i too over like yeah there is that worry and it's interesting that he brings that up because i feel like that's something i haven't really heard people talk about a lot because it's just like i have had that because i feel like before you get to we've talked about how you get to the boring stage in trading yeah it's like oh this is boring there's a reason it's boring because you're not getting too excited going in you're not getting too anxious while it's in there and you're not getting worried pulling out yeah so it needs to be boring in a weird way right yeah it needs to be at that point and so a way to kind of avoid like just being worried while jumping in is having those parameters right what are my parameters am i okay with my money am i okay with how long i want to do this okay we're good then that becomes boring then you're not worried and freaking out and you can use your normal brain to figure things out right instead of your emotions ah uh, you know i'm all about that this Even is why i haven't found emotions. love <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah um. <laughs> all right on that awkward note it's true um what do we want to do I feel like we're going shorter and shorter. I feel like we are, but it's like... But it's I feel okay. like because it's becoming easier to talk about these trading steps. It's true. You know, like we're... Because we're like, oh yeah, remember this, mm-hmm. remember that kind of thing. So we're kind of going through them faster. Before, it was more of like speculative. We reflect upon, you know, the experience that we're having that week. Yeah. On how that applies, if we've even like lived that yet or something. Mm-hmm. We're now at the kind of like, okay, we've been in the market... I I mean, for about a year for me, yeah, differently. two for me, two for you, you know. So there's well, a little more experience, soon, I guess. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just like I talk about like one of my favorite things to talk about is how boring it's gotten because oddly because it's like no, that's like the staple of how I know I'm doing it right. Yeah, you know, and then. Whereas before, like you said, we were reflecting on things, looking at how the trade went that week, and now it's just kind of expected, and the only time I'll reflect on it is, oh, it didn't work out because of this, and I figured out why. Here's the yeah. chink in my armor here, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, in that, it's like I would have a couple articles or something where it's like, like I found one, but it's just one that is not easy, right? It's that intrinsic value. Mm-hmm. That was more for like a personal research thing. If you're curious, you can look at Warren Buffett and intrinsic value because <laughs> it's all it's all basically on speculation of markets and like how to attribute that to like an actual valuation for a company, whether mm-hmm. or not to invest that in. And if that itself did not confuse you, then, you know, go for it. If it did, you know why I'm probably not going to be talking about it much more. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I feel like the more you research the market, the more you realize I'm just more confused. I'm going to have to read this nine times to figure out what it's actually saying. You know? And it's hard. Like, I feel like it's hard for us to, like, delve deep into, like, articles and stuff on here because of that reason. Because it's like, okay, let's figure this out together. Dope. (laughs) All right. And to be fair, articles were a lot more fun when like the whole cryptocurrency was like everywhere you that's know, at true the start of the year i where now it's it's like <laughs> the dow's up and then the next day the dow's down next day the dow's up oh it just erased its gains for the year oh mm-hmm. it just made those gains back it was just like okay these are boring like 
<laughs> it's like watching another person ride a roller coaster that they're screaming and you're just like I've been doing this for days. Yeah. That's it. You're 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 a worker at the roller coaster <laughs> watching other people and you're just like and you've even taken rides and you're fine with it. You're just like you're I so need to get to out it. of here. <laughs> no, I think I think that's one reason I kind of want to take off this week too because I'm just like I need to clear my head and kind of yeah figure out where the where's the next like goal here or step mm-hmm. if that makes sense um so yeah that's where i'm at yeah no that definitely makes sense like it's just like uh, i don't know that and it feels like a lot of articles are just very politically based as far as like the politics that are influencing 100 percent which like yes i've done a lot and i understand all the geopolitical influences (laughs) on markets and currency and everything and i can tell you that a lot of the articles that are coming out right now are bull bull yeah they don't actually affect it it's like i had a i was hanging out with my family who lives kind of you know i kind of went on a trip this weekend and hung out with some of my family and my uncle was there and he was like going on he's one of those guys who's like political or whatever he's like now that the house is like taken over by democrats the dow's down i'm like there are so many reasons the dow's down besides that but that's pretty funny that you say that like it's funny and like, technically that doesn't happen till january i know <laughs> he was like it's because of the trade war i'm like do you even know what you're saying right now because that is blamed on a lot of things but it, like <laughs> So it's like you have the trade war that's like pressing down on the economy, mm. right? But then it's like at the same time that's also pressing down. And this is something that Trump is more upset about, or not more, but as upset about, was the fact that Jerome Powell was also increasing interest rates. So he's increased it three times this year, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to be doing it again. I think it's either this week or next week. So yeah. that's going to be four interest rate hikes for a year. That's a lot. That's and a lot. Next year, though, it is probably either going to go up one, two, or zero. Like, so it's not going to be as many. I, I'm, my bet is closer on the one. Yeah. Kind of thing, for interest rate hikes because they do that to prevent any sort of like out of control growth kind of thing that's like uncontrollable, kind of mm-hmm. keep it down kind of thing. So then it's like you had like two pressures like weighing down. And then you have like companies that are now growing like so big that they're like, like Apple, right? Company hit a trillion dollars in valuations. Mm-hmm. Who who's gonna be buying more iPhones? They're coming out with like yeah. more models that aren't selling as well, which mm-hmm. is also leading to depreciation. And last year's drop in the Dow, like I said, er, like earlier in the year like the big sell-off happened because of apple because apple um well even though they're not technically i don't think they're part of the dow they might be i don't remember i don't think they are anyways (laughs) um but i know that they're a major contributor to the sp500 they make up four percent of it and they had a huge drop because of their iphone sales Mm -hmm. of the previous year were terrible they were still profitable but they were they missed out i think it was on 20 billion dollars expected revenue yeah i remember we talked we did talk about it on the podcast yeah. actually and so that's what started causing this like down and then all of a sudden like it started to drop other markets were starting to drop because so many things are tied to 
companies like Apple? I think Apple in, in is devices. in the Dow, by the way. Oh, well, I mean, like looking, I, I don't know, but I'm just che- I was just checking for the sake of it. But that was, it's like reflecting on 2016. So I don't know what's going on. I'm weird. Uh, I can't find it right see. now. I don't want to look at the list. No, right. I'll look through <laughs> it. It's fine. Like I don't know why. I don't know. I guess it makes sense that it wouldn't be like that it would though i don't know i'm a weirdo right but i mean but the thing is like kind of what you were saying i feel like a lot of companies are starting to plateau in a lot of ways because they're like apple is yeah okay that's right so apple is and that's and because apple's also four percent of the sp 500 anyways so i pin it on apple to start the sell-off but Mm -hmm. they weren't the majority of the sell-off if that mm. makes sense. That's what caused like the first yeah, market thing because like the majority of the data or so the majority of the data had actually dropped and was starting to recover in April about the time when I think I said it was probably going to go back up and that's and it was like June that the trade war started to hit which has been like this summer kind of thing. So you've so this whole political where it's like the Dems have taken over. <laughs> yeah is is unfounded well it's getting like i don't know i like i want to look at more geopolitics stuff but it's very hard to do when everything's kind of a it's that like polarized pieces yeah right because it's like you'll have one news company that will post one thing and another company that will post the exact opposite on the same story Mm -hmm. kind of thing like it's weird but i don't know it's hard it's essentially like you just you just have to know it and you have to like just search through it through like the raw data and just be yeah. like oh well this is what it is and that ladies and gentlemen is what intrinsic value is all about <laughs> but yeah i think we can wrap it up right <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good okay um yeah peace out all right we'll see you next week <laughs>